I'm just so glad for the grace of our Savior. A grace, you know, sometimes we worry, and, and rightly so, I think, that the things that we've done can't be covered by God's love or God's grace or, you know, and that's just so not true. The Bible says that I'm convinced that neither height nor depth, you know, life or death or, and he goes through this rant of all these different things that could possibly maybe separate us from the love of Christ. Demons or angels or, or whatever the case may be. I'm convinced that none of these things could ever, ever separate us from the love of Christ. The love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You see, the love of God is just... There's nothing that is more powerful than the love of God. And there's no sin that is greater than the love of God. Well, maybe murder. No. Well, maybe this. Maybe that. No. If we were to say that murder or one of these sins is greater than the love of Christ Jesus, our Lord, then it would be more powerful than his, his love and what was done on the cross. And that's just not it at all. That is not it. Any card players here? Any card player? Anybody that wants to admit they're a card player? Okay, there we go. That's a little bit easier. Sometimes Christians don't want to admit that they're card players. Not sure why, but... We'll just leave that there. But the Trump card, the Trump card, the thing that wins it all is the love of Christ Jesus. And if we are in Christ, that's the qualifying factor. If we are in Christ, then the love of Jesus just trumps it all. And it washes away all of the past. It washes away all of the sin. It washes away the future sin if we are in Christ. You know what? Because the love of Christ cleanses not only the sinner, but the sins, right, of the righteous. Okay? Because the righteous need Jesus just as much. Even though we live by faith, the righteous sin as well. And so it's important for, the, for us saints to keep our sin before God. Praise the Lord. Ooh, I get excited. Uh, I want to just ask you to bear with me this morning. I'm a little dehydrated. And so no matter what I do, I can't keep enough liquid in my mouth. And so I'm drinking every few sentences that I say. And uh, my mouth just has been incredibly dry the past few days here. Um, I just want to thank you for your prayers. Um, 
we had a great trip, Adnan, Luis, and I, and uh, we did, were able to do many, many things for the Lord, though much of it was not planned. <laughs> many of our plans were uh, thwarted, as, as, they, as they would say. And uh, so we were kind of um, having to go by faith in many, many different cases. And um, I, I just want to thank you so much for your prayers. And I have to tell you that I was in awe the whole time that I was there <clears throat> that I was not sick, okay? And every other time that I was there, I was really sick. And I did not get sick when I was there the whole time. For nine days, I was not sick, Okay? And I know, hallelujah, that that was you guys praying. Though I think a few of you stopped after I got home, because the moment I, our plane hit the ground, man, I was pretty sick <laughs> for about three days. But uh, yesterday, I, I was feeling be- better, and uh, we had a great wedding. Where's the naps? They're hiding back there. Had a great wedding yesterday for uh, Mike and Christina Knapp, and uh, a wonderful time with the family. Uh, um, Ed and Hope's family, and um, just a great time together with them. But um, the faithfulness of God is just endless. It's, it's endless, truly. And he showed us that over and over and over. And um, we're looking forward to, and I haven't had much contact with Edna and Luis um, since we got back, but um, next week we're looking forward to... Um, presenting to you um, photos and um, testimonies of everything that God had done. I don't think that we're going to be able to fit it all in that time, but I I hope that you will make a plan to be here with us next week because we want to show you all of the things that God was doing and some of the things that were going on while we were there and some of the things that we were able to accomplish. So can we, can we make an appointment next Sunday morning to be here? Because there's really some really cool stuff that we want to show you guys. Okay? And um, on top of that, I want to thank you for the offerings that you have given over the years to support ministry in Guatemala. And sometimes it's tough because you're here and you don't get to see a lot of what's going on over there. And, uh, but we're, our intention is to bring you pieces of Guatemala back here and uh, just show you some great, great things that are going on there in, in places where there's no churches, places that, frankly, a church shouldn't be. There's a church there. And... A lot of these places are tough to get to, really tough to get to. But now, the people can come to a central location from their mountain villages, way up in the mountains, and they can come to a church and hear the word of God, and they can learn, and they can sing songs and praises to God up in the mountains. It's unbelievable. So thank you for partnering with us. Together, we are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth and preaching the gospel literally. So, praise God for that. Um, I know that many of you, some of you anyways, 
were praying all hours of the night. And uh, we sincerely appreciate those prayers. And um, that has protected us and got us through some potentially uh, difficult situations and even dangerous situations. So praise the Lord. And uh, it's really good for me to, because I have a peace that when I am gone, I have people that I trust that are capable of managing and ministering to God's people while we are apart. And it's difficult for me as the pastor because I feel so close to you all. And when I'm away, I'm, I'm worried about you and what's going on. Are you okay? And, and these kind of things. And so for me to leave someone else in my place taking care of things here can be a concern for a pastor. And um, that is. But at the same point, I knew that Brother Reggie was going to be preaching. Brother Reggie, man, he always does a great job, and I heard no different this time. So <laughs> praise the Lord, brother. Amen. And we've got the finest people working together here, the elders and the ladies group and the trustees, and um, things just continue on, and that's the way it should be. And uh, it shouldn't stop just because I'm not here, right? The kingdom of God just doesn't stop. It just keeps moving, right? And that's the way it should be. And I, I feel comfort and peace in knowing that our leaders um, have the house of God and, more importantly, the people of God in their care and that they're managing and taking care of the situation. Amen? Um, and it, we're, we're all kind of working together though we were apart, or we're working together for the common good. Amen? And making sure that the needs of the people, because that's really the importance, right? The people. Uh, making sure that the needs of the people were met. And uh, <clears throat> I so appreciate um, when people, those of you who Give of yourselves. And that can incorporate a whole bunch of different things. Uh, time. Some of you are here all the time working on something or fixing something or um, in the office or, or, you know, there's so much time and your efforts um, working on different things. And um, those of you who don't do those things are able to give money to uh, keep things moving and rearranging your own schedules so that things here can be taken care of and that the people of God are properly cared for. And there's a lot of unity here. That is really important. That's really important. Because where there's unity, there is comfort and peace. And there is a common goal, a common focus, and then we're moving in the same direction. If there's not unity, we got some pulling this direction and some pulling over here and backwards and forward because it's all about me, 
right? But if we're in unity, we're looking at our Lord, we're following our Savior, and we're all moving in the same direction. And there's nothing that we can't accomplish for Christ when we are moving together in the same direction. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit <clears throat> is a key factor in the life of the believer. Without the Holy Spirit, we lack the power. Without the Holy Spirit, we are a bunch of ninnies. You know what a ninny is? <laughs> We're weak, okay? We lack mm, passion. We lack a tenacity. We lack a boldness. Amen? And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power over sin. Okay? The Holy Spirit is the thing that empowers the believer. It's like turbo. Turbocharge. All right? That's what the Holy Spirit is. It's the turbo in the motor. Okay? It gives us the ability to overcome. It gives us the, uh, the power. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16... Now listen, let's read that together. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary, opposite of the Spirit. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature, they are in conflict with each other. You see, there's a war going on in your spirit. There's a war going on in your mind. And the enemy does not want you to obey God. The enemy does not want you to follow God. He does not want you to live for God. He does not want you to submit to God. He does not want you to love God. He doesn't want you to know God. He wants you to know some counterfeit representation of who God really is. Let's continue. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. And he goes through and he makes a list of obvious things that would be sinful, okay? So let's read through a few of them. 
sexual immorality, well, we see that all over the place. It's become ingrained in our society, all over the world. Impurity, debauchery, lawlessness, anything goes. Idolatry, serving idols, worshiping idols, witchcraft, hatred. Now, these are a little bit different, these ones. Hatred, we're getting a little personal now. Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. Now, he's getting a little bit personal here. All right, we're not talking about some major, like, Extremely obvious things. We're talking hatred here. Hatred or jealousy or selfish ambition. Come on, really? And he continues, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Now listen to this. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, let's talk about fruit for a moment. Fruit is the end product of some sort of plant or tree or bush, right? And it's what that certain plant or tree is intended to do, to produce fruit, okay? And many times you can tell a tree or a plant by what kind of fruit it has or what kind of leaves it has, all right? So now, the fruit of the Spirit, the end product of the Spirit, what the Spirit produces is this. Love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. You mean I have to control myself? I got to control what I say. I got to control what I do. You better believe it. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and its desires. Those, listen to this again, verse 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and its desires. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, and we accept what he did on the cross as payment for our sin, trusting in the blood of Jesus that was shed on that cross to wash us clean, then our sin 
was essentially nailed to the cross right with the Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Our sin remains on the cross. Verse 25. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step. We had a wedding yesterday. You ever see how when they're walking arm in arm... The wedding party down there, and we did this just recently with Andy's wedding. And uh, my daughter was telling me, "Now, Dad, always start with your left foot." And I, I was like, "Then oh. I'd have to try, <laughs> try to keep." So we're trying to keep in step, and I was having a hard time doing that. She seemed to have that all together, and but that's kind of one of the things you do when you're walking, you know, in a wedding. You keep in step, and you got this slow kind of walk, you know. <laughs> And the guys just want to, and the girls are just enjoying every moment of it. Well, it's kind of like that. With the Spirit, we have to keep in step with the Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? Keep in step with the Spirit. We got to follow where the Spirit's leading. Because the Spirit doesn't always go where we think it's going to go. Are you with me? We have to be ready. We have to be ready to follow where the Spirit leads. Those of you who have dogs that are trained, a dog that's trained to heal will always be about a foot distance from where your hand is. And when you stop, that dog sits. And he's always right up against you, just just enough to touch you. Because there is something going on. He is watching your every move. You take a step, he begins to go. Okay? Now, these are dogs that are trained properly. (laughs) Many dogs do not do this. But when they are trained properly, this is what they do. Okay, And they are constantly looking up like this and watching uh, where the master is leading. Okay, And if the master, after walking like this, stops, that dog stops. And there's a tension on the leash. At first, some go without the leash, right? That's a well-trained dog. Okay, and if the master is walking like this and then turns like this, that dog is is right there. We are to be the same with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has things that God wants to accomplish. Okay, and God, in the scriptures it says, my ways are what? Higher than your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are what? My ways higher than your ways. All right? So our Heavenly Father sees what is going on, what needs to happen. We are to follow not our own ways, 
He doesn't have to accomplish what we want to accomplish, right? But when our will is submitted to him, he can move us wherever he wants us to go. He can accomplish things through us if we are submitted to him. Does that make sense? And that submission, that dog that is submitted to its master, that dog is obedient to its master. We are obedient to the Holy Spirit. We follow where that Holy Spirit is leading. The scripture says, I will guide you with mine eye. You remember that scripture? I will guide you with mine eye. Think about that. Think about all that brings to the table, if you will. We have our Heavenly Father, God, the the creator of the universe in which we are this much. Okay? He sees it all. The universe is subject to him. The earth is his footstool, (laughs) as the word says, right? And so he sees what needs to happen. He sees what's coming. And he can guide us if we are submitted to him. Amen? If we are submitted to him, he can guide us wherever he needs us to go. You may have heard the expression, we are his hands and feet. Well, what does that mean? We are his hands. We are his feet. We take his word, his message, to the ends of the earth. He moves us, and we act upon his word. We act upon the leading of the Holy Spirit. He moves us to accomplish His purposes. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you as well. All what things? Well, funny you should ask. All what things? Things that you're worrying about thinking about and praying about and talking about those things if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so there is a will of ours that is being submitted and laid down before Christ Jesus our Lord and then when our lives are in submission to him he is able to lead us and accomplish through us things the Spirit wishes to accomplish. How many of you, along with myself, have tried to do things your own way? We, we, we're kind of all there together, aren't we? We've tried to do things our own way. 
But there is a time when we come to the end of ourselves and we finally say, okay, okay, I've had enough. I, I take the mess of my life that is left and Lord, I give it to you. It's yours. It's a mess. I've made a mess out of it. But if you'll take it, I give it to you. Take it and do what you will. And you think, you know, at the time you're like, oh man, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is the right thing. I don't know if I trust God. I don't know if I even believe in God. Right? We're being honest here. And we're thinking, this is it. This is it. But when you get to that point, it's like taking a step of faith. And we've talked about that um, Indiana Jones, right? I just love that example. That when he is at this uh, precipice and he's, he's got to take this step, but it looks like there's nothing there, right? And he takes that step out onto this thing and he's pretty certain that he's just going to go down into this cavern, Right? But he takes the step, and there's something there, and the big music is there. And he's like, what is this I'm stepping on? Because his eyes, his eyes are not seeing what his foot is on. And so he reaches back, and he grabs some stones, and he just kind of throws them out on there. And as he does that, the stones display what it is that he is walking on. It's this narrow, narrow way across this cavern. And when we trust in God, we trust Him with the things that are the most precious to us. And we're not sure if He's going to come through sometimes. But we take that step of faith. And we say, okay, God, I I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know what else to do. I've done everything that I know to do, and I've just made a mess of it. And so we take that step of faith. And the way becomes clear. And we just keep taking that step over and over and over. All right? And after a while, we begin to trust God a little bit more. Hey, God was there for that one step. Maybe I'll take another one. And we know with each time, with each circumstance that God brings us through, our faith is being stretched like this. And we think, oh my God, he's going to break me. And he nearly does. (laughs) And he stretches you. And pretty soon you're, you're, you're looking back and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I made it. I'm here and I'm alive. And I'm still kicking. I'm living to fight another day. Huh? I'm living to fight another day. Sometimes you don't think you're going to make it another day. Sometimes the things in your life are such a mess. You don't know where to go. You can't see up from down. 
And you're looking up to see the bottom. And what do you do? You cry out to God. You cry out to God with all that you're worth. Every ounce of energy, every ounce of truth, every ounce of humility. And you say, God, here am I. I'm a sinner. I need you. That, (laughs) that is where change begins for us. That is where change begins. You know why? Because God meets us right there. Right where we bow our knee. We say, God, I can't do it anymore. I can't go another step. I need you right now. I need you right here. And if you will, I'll follow you. Teach me to follow you. That's why the church is so important. That's why the Word of God is essential because it teaches us how to live in accordance with God. It teaches us how to live in obedience to Him. It teaches us how to walk with the Spirit and to keep in step with the Spirit. If we keep in step with the Spirit, God can move us to blessing. Do you know that's God's heart for you, for His people? God wants to move you to a place where He can bless you. He doesn't want you to live in fear. He doesn't want you to live in betrayal. He doesn't want you to live in Loserville. You know where Loserville is? You ever lived there before? (laughs) That's not the place where God wants you to live. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. We move from victory to victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. That's not me. That's what the Bible says. Victory to victory. More than conquerors. We're not just a conqueror, though a conqueror is great. We're more than that through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And when God, responding to your submission to him, picks you back up and he plants you firmly again on your feet and you're buckling a little bit at first and you're weak and after a while your legs become stronger as your faith is building and you can stand on your own two feet because you become confident not in yourself but in who you are in Christ Jesus. You become confident because all of heaven is behind you. That's why you're confident. And let me tell you something. The lion roars when all heaven is behind them. There's confidence 
and there's boldness, and there's passion, and there's strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep in step with the Spirit. There's power there. There's passion there. It's the difference between religion and relationship. There's love. Love that conquers it all. Are you with me today? Bill, would you come to the keyboard? Would you stand with me today? I have no idea what time it is. Stand with me today if you would. I want to take just a minute or two. And I want to give you the opportunity. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray for you today. Can I have the uh, prayer team come forward and all the elders? There's a difference between the life of someone that is not filled with the Holy Spirit and someone that is. All right? And maybe you have lived your life as we were talking the best that you know how. And it's led you to a place where you never thought you'd be. I was a believer and I was filled with the Spirit. And I ended up being addicted to drugs, to pain killers, Oxycontin specifically. And it had a hold on me. I never thought I was going to be able to get out of. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I don't want anybody knowing. I didn't want anybody to think I was a drug addict and, and all these things. And I kept it quiet. But I, I went through a lot of pain and I've got a lot of scars to show all the surgeries and stuff. But I want to tell you something. The power of God is greater than any addiction that can ever grasp you and keep you in its claws. Let me tell you that again. Sometimes it don't sink in. The power of God, the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of the Lamb, is stronger than any addiction that can get its claws in you and hope to keep you. Let me tell you something. There is hope for you today. There is hope in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not talking church, friends. I'm not talking Alabama Full Gospel Fellowship. I'm not talking a building. I'm talking Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and Him crucified, and His blood, and the power of the Holy Spirit. That, friends, is where there's power. And that's life-changing stuff. Yeah, amen. And it's miraculous. And if you submit to that kind of authority there's no telling what you can do after God has set you free he can do nine months it took me to be free but I've been free now for years praise God by his grace 
by his love, by his power, by prayer, by a lot of support from my family and friends. And I stand here before you today. Amen. An example of what God can do for you. Don't look at me. Look at who I represent. If God is speaking to you today, if you need some of that stuff in your life, if you need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, and I don't care if you're six years old or 96, Amen. if you need that power in your life and you want that power in your life, then you come right down here. This is just a place, this is just a place for you to meet with God.